Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and this week I caught up with Hannah Brown, whose new journal, God Bless This Messy Journal, will be out next week. And we talked all about this journal, how she wrote it. And of course, I snuck in some questions about Peter and Tyler and the reaction to her original book, God Bless This Mess about her brother and you know in case you missed it her brother is engaged to jed's former flame she definitely addressed that she told me whether she'll be at the wedding and all that fun stuff so without further ado here's hannah brown hannah i have god bless this messy journal right here um can you tell me about this journal and why it was the next step for you after writing your book yeah well in the book i talk a lot about how journaling was really an outlet that I had to kind of process everything that I had been through, everything that I was going through and really a source of healing for me. So um, I just thought it made sense for me that after I shared my story to be able to share my way of how I've been able to grow from all that. And a lot of that has been through writing it all out. And um, so, yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of what it came out to be. And um, I'm excited to see other people kind of go on their own journey to healing through journaling. And how crucial is journaling for your mental health overall? And on like a daily basis, do you write in a journal every day? What is your, how long have you been writing in journals? Tell me about that. Yeah. So I started writing um, it, like keeping a journal in college. Um, and it was kind of my way of kind of dealing with the anxiety and depression that, um, you know, comes and goes in my life. And, um, there, there has been some years where I've literally wrote in my journal every day. Um, well, (laughs) mostly every day. I think that's one of the things that I think intimidates people about journaling. They think they have to write in every day, but I think it's a tool for you to use on those days that you really, you really need to journal. And that's what I wanted to do with the way that I've even formatted this journal for the user to help them learn how to journal. There's no right way, but the mistake you can make is to not be honest with yourself. And sometimes learning to be honest with yourself is something that 
um, you kind of need your handheld to do. So that's kind of what I did um, with the two parts of the journal. It's, I wanted to show people how you can use your journal as a tool to kind of get through those hard moments. So yeah, that is what it is for me. And there are some days where I don't journal. There are some weeks where I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't journal this week. And that's okay. But I will say every time that I am like on a journal routine, I feel so much better. I'm there, I'm so much more clear with my thoughts and where my emotions are. So I think it's a great tool. Um, but I don't want it to be for me or for anyone else that decides to journal. Like you forget one day to do it, then like, you know, you feel like you failed up on it. Right. And that's, that's not what it is. It's really a, a tool to help you when you're in those times where you're just trying to figure it all out. Makes sense. Um, your therapist is also included in the journal and some prompts there. And I know you've been pretty open about therapy and everything like that. What would you say to people who are maybe intimidated to go down that road and how has therapy helped you to go along with journaling and everything on, on your journey, specifically in the last, you know, couple of years, all the whirlwind stuff that's happened to you. I journaled before I started to go into therapy, but my therapist really helps me learn how to really hone in the way that I use my journal in a way that was therapeutic for me. It, it is a form of therapy, I think, when used the right way. And so I wanted to bring my therapist along to help me make sure that I was crafting prompts that would help an individual during times of um, where, where they needed to learn the correct way from a professional um, kind of those prompts that will allow them to get down to what's actually going on. What are the emotions that are actually there versus sometimes when um, we stay very surface level. I think we all tend to do that when there's um, layers that are a little bit painful underneath. So having a therapist be able to help me make sure that I was um, putting prompts in here that would be actually helpful to move through the pain, through the hurt, even celebrate the joys and um, great times in life. Just the best way to really be able to um, help a person write and, and grow. I think having um, Lori, my therapist, and Mindy, I had another therapist um, also help was, was a great um, key asset to making this journal different and something that I think will really help a lot of people. I like that you brought up good stuff too, because it is interesting. I loved all the stuff about writing down the gratitude and then you can look back, you know, whenever you need to, whether it's a week later or years later and be like, look, I was happy about this. Why am I not happy about it now? Or celebrate it. Cause it isn't all, it isn't all sad stuff. It's good stuff too. Right? No. And that's, there's one page. Um, there's multiple pages that really celebrate the happy things, the things to be grateful for in life. But I can remember, um, one of these prompts, there's a lot of prompts in there that like were my own that I did by myself before, um, working with the, the therapist. But one of them is a, a list of things that I love. And I remember I wrote that list when I was just off the bachelor and I was kind of like in this, like this funk, I just wrote at the top of my journal, like things I love. And I wanted to remind myself of the things that were good in my life, the things that brought me joy and focus on those things. Um, there are parts, there's another page in the journal that has you write out your struggles, um, things that how you feel 
And for me, when I did that prompt years and years and years ago, I was not feeling that great. But the next on the next page, I made myself write down um, things that I knew would make me feel better and to focus on those things. And so I've added that in the journal as well. So um, even though we're really going to talk about, I mean, write about, not even talk about um, the the things that are hard and messy and um, painful at times, there is a balance of also focusing on the things in life that um, make life worth living, make um, us remember all the things that we're really grateful for and um, our strengths. So I'm really proud that there's a good balance of that. Another thing in there is a mantra and you talk about kind of how to come up with one. And I have to ask you, do you have one now? And did you have one when you were the bachelorette? Cause I would imagine they might be different, but I need to know. <laughs> I, I did not have a mantra when I was on the bachelorette. Um, but yeah, they would probably definitely be different. I think the mantra that I've been telling myself over and over re- repeatedly, like the past few weeks is I'm so much stronger than I'm stronger than I even know, um, because I've just gone through so much as we all have in these past two years. And sometimes it felt like we felt weak. Um, but there's so much inner strength that we have that sometimes we don't even recognize and to see how far we have come and the, uh, the steps that we have taken to be stronger and better. Like those are the things that I'm celebrating and reminding myself every day. That's where I am right now. That's a good mantra. That's a good mantra. I like that. Um, I mean, another prompt is about relationships and you obviously have a boyfriend. Um, what are the qualities that Adam has that you, cause you write about some qualities in there that you were looking for in a partner and that he has, what are some qualities that he has? Um, and how did even doing a prompt like that, like lead you to him? Does that make any sense? Yeah. Um, so that prompt I did, I think before I went on the bachelor, I'm pretty sure. Um, and in the journal, I put my own answers, um, in there to kind of help people see an example, because sometimes I've had journals in the past and I'm like, wait, I start overthinking. I'm like, am I supposed to do this this way or that way? Or what do they mean by that? And showing my prompts, I think it, it, it's a very um, humbling experience for me because, but it also, I think it helps other journalists realize there's, there is no right way to do it. Um, and I didn't like rewrite the ones that I had done in the past. I put it in there as it was. And, you know, that was like three, almost four years ago. Um, and so I, there's some things that I've always wanted in a partner. You know, I wanted someone who, um, what had a hard work ethic that, um, was a great communicator, someone who I could trust. Um, and Adam has all those things. There is another, um, prompt, which for some people, they're not in this stage of life, but for me, like a things I love about my partner. And I think sometimes to be able to look back on those when times aren't like the best or, you know, everyone has moments in their relationship where it ebbs and flows to be able to always look back on that list, I think is super helpful um, for anybody who's going to be doing this journal when they're in a relationship. But if you're not in a relationship, um, 
I think I have a lot of people ask me in my DMs, like, what do I do? Like, how do I get the guy? I just want to be dating someone. And it's like, I think it's a wonderful time when you are single and you had this, that time to like get to know yourself, but also have that time to figure out what you really want before you get into the, like, you know, the craze of it all. When you first have, you know, dating someone like really make sure that you're clear of, of what you're looking for. And so I think that prompt is great for anyone that's, that's wanting that in their life. I've talked to a lot of people when they get off the bachelor or the bachelorette. And a lot of times they tell me that something that they learned from the show was to slow down because that show is such an accelerated format, which obviously, you know, and I would, sometimes I wonder if there is a sense of pressure when you do get into a real life relationship or a more traditional relationship. Do you feel that pressure to do it like the bachelor way, or do you do the opposite and you just want to go as slow as possible? What was your experience in that specifically with Adam, I guess? You know, you know I think I, I am more like, I just want to take it day by day. And um, I'm so grateful for the relationship that I have. Um, but I, you know, people are always like, what are you, what's next? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm just so happy and content where I am right now in my relationship. Um, and not putting any pressure on what's next, uh, which is, yeah, very different than, um, you know, being on the bachelor or bachelorette. Overall, I did want to ask you how it was navigating the success of the book, which was such congratulations, but also the attention that the book got because it got a lot of attention mm -hmm. and there were some reactions to some new info. How was it for you to kind of get everything out there and navigate one, how exciting it was that people were learning from the book and also, you know, getting some fun tea, but also, you know, the reactions, how did that, how did that go for you? Um, I was super grateful for all the support that I was given for the book. I was really proud of um, just the response that I got from the people who it really helped. Um, and yeah, there were, there was a lot of talk about the book and I knew with there would be, but um, overall, I feel like if people actually read the book, it was about my experience. And I think when people can pull little excerpts out of a book, it can be taken the wrong way. And I, you know, I, I never meant to hurt anybody in writing the book. It was really about my experience and taking ownership for um, how I played a role in every relationship, every opportunity, every um, obstacle that was, that was in my way. I had a lot to learn and a lot to grow from. And what I loved about the response is that there's so many people that, um, are able to go on their own journey, um, through the similarities of, um, my life experiences and others. So I'm really, really proud and, and thankful, um, that I was able to be like really authentic and honest because I've every day seeing how it's, it's helped somebody else has made it all worth it. So no specific reactions to either Tyler's reaction or Peter's reaction to the book. And I have to ask you, I don't really, I honestly can't remember what their reactions were. Um, it's been so long, but yeah, I don't think either one of them probably read my book. So um, I think it's, it is hard when it's just taking little excerpts out or like the big moments that um, I'm sure 
you know, if they haven't read the book would, would maybe be upsetting, but, um, it really wasn't about that at all. It was about the journey of me, um, processing everything that happened and my role in it and, and how I can be better moving forward. It's not really, um, was not intended to be personal or hurtful at all. I respect, um, how they've all moved forward and, um, I'm going to continue doing that too. I was surprised that you were watching Clayton season. I saw it on your Instagram story. I don't know why I was surprised. I assumed you watched Matt season, obviously, cause you guys are friends, but, um, did you, were you keeping up with the show this whole time? Is it easier to watch the bachelor versus the bachelorette? Um, you know, I haven't kept up with the show at all, but I think this is the first season that I was detached completely. There was no relation in any way True. to me for the first time. Um, Cause it's either, you know, those, the Michelle and Katie were from Matt season. And then before that there was all some, in some way I was connected. So this was the first time I felt like I could kind of watch in a way that, um, felt a little, a lot more removed from everything. Um, and yeah, I think maybe watching the bachelor, I can reminisce on like, just, it was, that was such a fun, that really was such a fun experience me with not as much pressure in any way. Um, so yeah, we, me and Adam, actually, that was his first time to watch the show too. Um, he watched a few episodes of Matt's, but, um, it, it was fun to watch and, um, yeah. Did you, I mean, it was not associated with you, but everyone was comparing you to Susie. What did you think of those comparisons? There were, you know, moments I was like, oh, wow, this, she looks a lot like me. So I definitely, Adam and I definitely saw it and I think she's beautiful. So it's definitely, it was, it was a compliment for sure. But um, yeah, that's, she's probably one of the people that I feel like has looked the most like me that people have compared me to from the show. So, yeah, I think it's a compliment for sure. And her and Clayton are still together. They were able to get back together after that whirlwind craziness of the show. I mean, were you surprised by how that whole thing played out? Oh, I was definitely shocked. I did not see any of that coming. Um, but look, I just want, everybody wants the people on the show to be happy. And were there some unfortunate moments? Absolutely. And do I feel like you know, things could have been handled better. Yeah, of course. But I think with so many people having different opinions, nobody really knows what, what happened and, and why things were handled the way they were. And so I just really try to give people grace on that show because I know that it needs to be given. And there's a lot of opinions going around and, um, it seems like, you know, Clayton and Susie are really happy and also like Rachel and Gabby were, I, I thought like they were all so amazing. And so I'm really excited for them. And I hope that they, um, you know, have, have a great experience. I know. Do you have any, like, I know you obviously don't know, but none of us know how that's going to work with two bachelorettes besides that everybody likes both of them. Do you think like, do you just have high hopes? Do you have any thoughts on how you think that's going to go? Yeah. I have no idea how that's going to go. Um, and I hope that it, they can like lean on each other. I really hope that they are able to support each other through it, not be, you know, pitted against each other in any way. I think 
we as a society should be way past that as a form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really hope that it's a way that they get to support each other and both have, um, an equal chance to find love. Um, but do I know how that's actually going to be done? I have no idea. (laughs) Um, but I'm sure that they'll figure it out. And yeah, I have high hopes that it, it goes great. I mean, talking about Clayton's season just made me, and obviously the fantasy suite was such a big thing. And for your season, it was a big thing. It always is. Is there any way to go about that with, without it turning into something for people on that show? Like what advice would you give to a bachelorette of how to navigate the fantasy suite specifically, just because I feel like more and more that sees that part of the show has become less private and more headliney and just so much talk around it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, if I, I'm like, I really don't know what to say. Yeah, uh, to that's fair too. Because it's like, I think you just got to follow like and trust yourself and make those decisions and, um, you know, be able to own whatever you do and know that you're probably going to make some mistakes. Like, I think that's also the thing, like we're, the viewer is watching a human habit, having these human interactions, which means that they're not going to do everything perfect. They're going to make mistakes. And, um, in a very unnatural situation, which right. is, is what makes it, I think, so entertaining and why you see people do these things that seem like so extreme because it, it is a pressure cooker of a human experience. And so I think to, um, just be able to stand by the decisions that you're making, know that they are your own and, um, really just follow your gut and then your intuition of, of what's the best and explore that. However you may, there's a prompt in there in your journal about talking to your past self. And I'd have to imagine there's different phases of your past self, different things you would tell yourself at different times. But is there one thing overall at any specific time in your life or just in general that you would want to tell your past self specifically or why? And tell me a little about why that was something important to include in the journal also. Yeah, um, I think the thing that I would tell my, there's a lot of things I would tell my <laughs> past self. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing is that like you are worthy and you can trust yourself. I think there's been so many, the mistakes or the regrets that I've had in life are a lot of times where I wasn't trusting my ability to make my own decisions, was not trusting my intuition because I didn't feel like I could Mm -hmm. um, because I did not value my worth and, and I think that that's when I get myself and I've got myself in situations that have been the hardest to get over. Um, the ones that, um, if I just would have believed in myself, uh, you know, I could have saved myself some hurt, but also I've learned so much along the way. And I know people always say that (laughs) and wrap it in a bow, but it is true. I think those most, the most painful moments in life are really the ones that you learn the most about who you are and how the resilience that you have, the strength that you have that you didn't know. Um, and so even though I would still tell my, I would, I would definitely still tell myself to be able to trust your intuition. Cause I think it would just save me a lot of pain and give me more confidence than I think that I've, I've lacked over the years. Um, every pain point has 
led to growth in my life too. And to, and to remind myself that like, even those moments that really hurt, there's going to be a lot of growth moving forward. In both books, the journal and your, uh, your mirror memoir, your, you know, whatever you want to call it, your bestseller. Um, you do talk a little bit about your parents and your brother and your family. And then in the journal, there's a prompt about family. And I think it's interesting for you to kind of talk about that just because sometimes people might feel like guarded or like they can't kind of even reflect on that. Cause like you can't choose your family and you know, mm-hmm. everything like that. So can you talk to me a little bit about that and including that kind of, cause I feel like that's something people don't necessarily talk about as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can love your family and still know that there are things that can be triggering. A family is so um, can cause a lot of people to, feel like they can't, you know, they love, because we love our family, we're not going to say anything. Or like you said, you can't choose your family, but the way that we grow up is so, um, pivotal to these patterns that we, we find ourselves in. So to kind of have a moment to look back on what your relationship, like, like if you could write in words, what your relationship like is like with your mom or was like with your mom or your dad or your siblings was your, you know, were your parents really involved in your life? Are they not? And to really just have it all on paper. And then you can kind of start to see where these, you can connect the dots of like some of the patterns that you might have in your life. And I think, you know, the more I have gone to therapy, the more I've realized when I go back home, like when there's like this anxiety that I don't understand why it's creeping up, like it's not that I don't love my family, but there are, there are in every family things that can be triggering or upsetting. Um, and to, and to know that so that you can be able to, um, actually set boundaries with your family, um, be able to better communicate instead of continuing to build up these walls, um, I think is, is really helpful. And of course, wanted to, put that in my journal because yeah, you can't choose who your family is um, and who, what you were born into, but you can choose how you communicate and the boundaries you set and set and how you love one another and, and how you show up in your family. And so I hope that those pages in the journal can really help. Um, Cause we all have, we all have family issues where most of us all have some type of dysfunction in our family. And that's, that's what makes us all unique. And, um, it's something that can also be celebrated in the journal as well. That's good. I saw that Christmas, the whole group was together, the the brother, the fiance, everybody, Hannah, I got to ask, how was it? Are things good? Um, you know, I just want my brother to be happy and, um, yeah, they are getting married and I will be there. And, um, I just, want to support my brother continuing to grow. And, um, yeah, if, if, if she, if they make each other happy and, um, I'm, I'm happy for them to wrap this up. I have a quick few quick trivia questions about the bachelor that we've been asking everybody. If you have time, they're rapid fire. Okay. Okay. The first one, which past bachelor is actually a prince? Um, I think Sean Lowe. (laughs) <laughs> well, he might be a prince to you, but in real life, Lorenzo oh. from season nine was a prince. <laughs> oh, I just thought you were saying like, he would actually be a prince. Like, That's a fair answer. answer. But yes, Lorenzo from season nine was a prince of some sort. Oh, okay. Good to know. Well, Sean Lowe, I think that you would be a prince. <laughs> Perfect. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, <laughs> do you know the infamous line that Andy Dorfman said to Juan Pablo that inspired her book title? 
I have no idea. I didn't watch the show. <laughs> okay. She said, it's not okay. Which was, cause he kept saying over and over again, it's okay. It's okay. So she was like, it's not okay. For one fellow bestseller bachelorette to another. Yes. Um, who was the only person who has been the bachelor twice? Oh, um, Brad Womack. That's right. right. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Um, can you name any team that Jesse Palmer played for in the NFL? I have no idea. No. That wasn't a fair one. I'm sorry. <laughs> 49ers and the Giants. Um, what is the official name of the Bachelor Mansion? I have no idea. What Apparently, is it? Apparently, Villa de la Venta. How many episodes were in the first season of The Bachelor? It's lower than you'd think. Five. Six. I feel like you're uh, Okay. Um, which Bachelor went on to land a talk show and a hosting gig? There's many, I guess, but the first one. It's still on. It's a guy. Oh, mm -hmm. Travis something. Yes. Travis Stork, the doctors. Yes. The doctors. And um, can you name one show that Chris Harrison acted on? <laughs> I did not know that he acted. I think it might be like cameo acting, but I have a list. So I don't know if you oh, happen to know. Oh my anything. gosh. Um, no, I can't. <laughs> I mean, we, have, we have Sabrina. Alias, the practice, and six feet under. Oh wow! What's the name for Chris Harrison? Yeah. <laughs> well, Tana, thank you so much. God bless this messy journal. Everyone can go get it. Um, and thank you for for answering my questions and for playing Bachelor trivia with me. I yeah, always love talking thank, to you. Thank you so much. When is the um, When is the journal out? So the journal comes out April twelfth. Um, I mean, yeah, April twelfth, and um, it, it will be at wherever books are sold. Order it on Amazon. If you pre-order now, I'm going to be doing a journal challenge on my Instagrams that you can take part in. Especially if like journal, I feel like some people journaling kind of like freaks out. Intimidates them. It, yeah, it's intimidating. So I will be holding your hand through it to get you started. Um, so make sure to pre-order before then. But you could get it in stores April 12th. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast, and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns.